Welcome back to another episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Angela Hauk, founder of the international online coaching business, Team Ange. I'm an expert in building muscle and losing fat, a natural figure and fitness pro athlete with the UFE, and a lover of everything personal development. I'm a mom, a businesswoman. Most days, I just feel like a hot mess trying to keep it all together. I spent the first two decades of my life overweight, tired, hating vegetables, and living off Pepsi. I got sick and tired of feeling tired every day and decided to transform my life. This fitness and nutrition podcast is dedicated to educating and empowering listeners on all things training, nutrition, and personal development. I'm on a mission to help you improve your body, achieve your goals, live a confident and fulfilled life stepping into your full potential. So let's help you transform physically and mentally to a person that's been hiding underneath all along. Let's do it. Hey guys, thanks for joining me. This is the final episode of 2018. I hope everybody had an amazing Christmas. I hope that you had lots of yummy food and laughter and just some fantastic memories with those loved ones. Now, today's episode is with one of the women that I've been looking up to for many years now. Her name is Jen Pike. And Jen Pike, she's a medical exercise specialist, a holistic nutrition and lifestyle expert, and the best-selling author of The Simplicity Project. But more than that, this woman is just one of the most amazing women I've ever had the opportunity to chat with. She is brilliant. She has such a passion for the work that she does. And she's really on a mission to make a massive impact in this world. Now, today's conversation was a really great introduction into estrogen dominance and the impact of hormonal birth control. So we talk all about what's estrogen dominance, what are the causes, the signs, the symptoms. Jen gives some really practical advice and tips that you guys can put into action right away. Essentially, she gives you easy, easy things that you can do that are very simple, that are really gonna make a massive difference on the amount of estrogen that you're holding in your body. We also dive into hormonal birth control. So we're talking about the pill, we're talking about the Mirena IUD, we're talking about the impact that it's having on us and what it's doing to our hormones beyond the time of actually using that uh, form of contraceptive. So those were the two main topics, but we also had an opportunity to talk about seed cycling to sync with the moon. And this is something that's new to me. It kind of just came on my radar over the past couple of years, but it's about syncing your own menstrual cycle with the cycle of the moon. So it's something that I'm going to personally be giving a try. Many of you guys know that we are trying to conceive our second child and I haven't had a period in a while. So this is something that I'm going to be giving a try and uh, certainly sharing my personal experience with it as I work through um, trying to get my cycle back. But that's enough of my talking here. Let's talk to the expert of the day and that is Miss Jen Pike. Alrighty. Well, welcome to the podcast, Jen. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. All ready for Christmas? Yeah, just got some wrapping to do. And other than that, ready to go. Nice. You going to take some time off over the holidays? Yeah, I'm off for a month. Awesome. Oh, isn't that so important? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we, we work hard throughout the year. So to be able to take this time and, uh, and rejuvenate before, because you know, this industry, right, as soon as January hits, it's just craziness. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, same, same as well. It's about three weeks or so, um, that I'm taken off. I just, I find that that was probably one of the biggest mistakes I made when I first started my business was not taking that time to really recharge. And then you just get to total burnout. And, and I'm sure you can relate to that. I think it's very common as entrepreneurs and, and passionate people to just kind of keep pushing and pushing and pushing until your body eventually says, I got, I need a break. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, why don't we kick things off with you telling our audience a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do, Jen? So I am a registered holistic nutritionist, a medical exercise specialist, and my practice focuses on working with women who are dealing with um, specifically female health and hormone issues. So that can be anything from issues with their thyroid adrenal glands to reproductive and menstrual issues weight gain inflammation insomnia it really depends there's a lot of different ways that that can show up in our body and my i've been in practice for 21 years the last three years i've been completely online i run some in-person events and workshops but my online business is really what has been uh you know feeding me on a soul level purpose my passion purpose which is really trying to work with as many women as i can and helping to get them to change the type of conversations that they are having with other women to change the quality of the questions they're asking about their own health and really trying to decode this story that our body is telling us every day so I run two signature online programs, The Simplicity Project, which is based off my book, and that is a six-week foundational program that really takes you through a few different areas with in-depth information on things like balancing out your digestive system, understanding the inflammation response in our body, going into hormones, you know, talking about the adrenal thyroid connection, reproductive again because my practice is working with women we we spend a lot of time on that talking about things like supplementation exercise and movement and then a big part of it is mindset and really helping to teach people how to create their own personal simplicity project and then my more specialized program is the hormone project and that's a three-month course where i'm doing private coaching one-on-one and then a group program and for three months every week they have a class with me and that is 100% focused on their endocrine system so that they can understand exactly what is going on in their body where these things may have come from how they can start to heal and really what they need to be asking the practitioners that they're working with and how they can treat their body now for the body they want to have for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years, not the one they're after for the next 20, 30 days. Um, and so that is, it is what I am most passionate about is, is running these programs and educating women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and how did you become passionate about simplicity and passionate about hormone health? Well, when I first started off in the industry 21 years ago, I was working with athletes. I was a personal trainer and a um, group exercise instructor, and I was fortunate enough to be part of Sports Clubs of Canada downtown, and I was a director. And we were working with like the farm team for the Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens, and we were working with a lot of athletes, which was fun. But at the same time, they had entire, um, you know, a system put together for them. They had the massage therapy, they had the nutritionist, they had every, they had a whole 
community, rallying around them and supporting their goals and the outcome. And I was also at the same time working in Newmarket where I grew up at a gym. And I was working with all women and majority of them were moms and they were working a full-time job, had children. They were trying to squeeze in a little bit of time for themselves. And I always would think to myself, my gosh, like you guys are actually the athletes of everyday life. Like just well, I didn't have kids at that time. And I just remember watching them thinking, it's amazing that you do what you do as a mom, you work and you're finding time to actually move your body. And the common pattern I was seeing was that so many of them were struggling with fatigue, insomnia, weight gain, um, you know, cravings. And it started to get me to dig deeper into my own research as to why is this such a common pattern in women? And um, I went back to school about two years out of um, school for human kinetics and I went back to school for holistic nutrition and that opened up a whole new gateway for me where I recognized that, you know, exercise and movement are so critical to our health and vitality, but it's a catalyst. You know, the way that our body actually changes and shifts really comes down to what we're feeding ourselves and how we're, we're resting and how we're supporting these different systems in our body. and. In working with women, the endocrine system is the most sensitive next to our nervous system because we have menstrual cycles and because no two days are the same. And um, that really started me down this journey of learning more. And then I became a mom. And when I had my own children, that was an absolute game changer for me on a you know, physical level, physiologically, mentally, and emotionally. And I remember wanting to call up all of my clients and just say, I am sorry, I had no idea when I didn't have kids what you actually meant when you said you were tired and mm -hmm. that you, you know, you couldn't fit in the workout or you, you weren't able to eat that thing that was on your plan. And it, my level of compassion completely changed and that led me down a different pathway and I could no longer prescribe, you know, the, the vigorous dogmatic approach anymore. And I ended up opening up my own yoga and Pilates studio. And, um, it was the, the best thing I ever did. It was the hardest thing I ever did. And it allowed me to really create this environment for women to come that felt like their second home where they could connect. I mean, you and I are connecting through technology right now, which is wonderful, but a lot of us are lacking this human connection nowadays. And our studio became this place for them to come in person and realize they aren't the only one that's struggling with whatever situation was going on and to feel like that was okay. And I did that for a long time and then had kind of hit that point where I, I felt like I had achieved what I wanted to create and I, I wanted to have an opportunity to do more and then sold the studio and, and now here we are online. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Well, I thought you would be a perfect expert to bring on to talk all about hormones tonight. And I really want to talk about two major um, two major topics. And the first is estrogen dominance. So what really is estrogen dominance? So estrogen dominance is having a higher amount of estrogen in your body in relationship to progesterone and oftentimes testosterone as well too. Now, some people can have um, healthy levels of progesterone, but their estrogen is sitting much higher than their progesterone levels, which is putting them into an estrogen dominant state. And more often than not, what I see is very low progesterone levels. Like women who are in their 20s and 30s with perimenopausal and menopausal levels of progesterone, very low and then very high levels of estrogen. Um, and testosterone, sometimes I'm working with women who have high estrogen and high testosterone. So they're sitting 
in kind of this, this double dominant scenario. But this is happening for many different reasons. So one of the big issues is the environment that we are living in now. There are so many different toxins and chemicals that we are being exposed to, some that we are aware of. I mean, we all understand about pesticides and herbicides and those types of things and genetically modified ingredients. But our body care products, I mean, as a consumer, as women, we are the target market for all the companies that are selling everything you're using in your shower, everything you're putting on after your shower, your makeup, even your feminine products. And almost all of these commercial grade products have parabens and triclosan and um, sulfates and para or, um, phthalates, and all of these are estrogen mimickers. So they, what that means is, is that in an estrogen dominant state, it's not that your body is necessarily producing too much estrogen, that your ovaries have an overproduction, or that your adrenals are producing too much. It's that your body is either getting in too much externally, so through different chemicals that are coming in, or you have a drainage issue where your body is not properly detoxifying neutralizing, packing up and moving this excess estrogen out of the body through our main detox pathways. So, you know, mainly in our bodies, it's coming out through our bowel movements, through our poop, um, some through our urine and what you aren't actually excreting and detoxing on a regular daily basis is actually staying in your system off gassing and you are recirculating and reabsorbing that back into your body. Now, if that happens like one month, one cycle, probably not going to phase your system, not a big deal. But if you're stuck in this perpetual cycle where your drainage and detox is the problem, and now you go into another menstrual cycle and you're ovulating again and your estrogen is up high, your body utilizes that hormone and then again it needs to pack it up and move it out. It gets down to the phase of moving it out and there's a traffic jam again, your body doesn't have the ability to excrete this estrogen and you reabsorb it back into your system. And this goes on for a while behind the scenes with no signs or symptoms until it doesn't. And typically for women, um, and this can start very young, this can start in young girls right out of the gates when they get their first period. So if you have heavy periods, a lot of clotting, um, you know, your period just feels like it takes you out. Like those first couple of days, you just really can't do much at all. You're going through, you know, tampons and pads simultaneously very quickly. A lot of weight gain specifically around the hips, the thighs, and the waist. Um, cellulite is something that women tend to struggle with. Headaches, fibrocystic breast, um, history of fibroids and cysts. These are some of the, the big things. Also depression and anxiety. That is what we're looking at in that estrogen dominant picture. Mm, oh my goodness. Do you feel as though this is something that younger women are experiencing a lot of as well, Jen, like we're seeing it in younger girls versus the way that things used to be. Is that a trend that's been going on? For me in my practice, 100%. And my, like my oldest um, is a girl, my, my daughter, and she's 12. And, you know, a lot of her friends are dealing with a lot of these different signs and symptoms. And it is happening in younger and younger because when we were growing up at this age, our, yes, was there some chemicals and toxins that were in our environment? Sure, absolutely. I mean, we've been living in an industrialized era for a long time, but the prevalence and the amount is so abundant now. And the way our food is grown is so different. The amount of processed foods and 
products that aren't even actually food that are coming into our body. Um, you know, even the things that we're cleaning our homes with now or that make our homes smell nice or that we're washing our clothes in. Those types of things are all seeping into our system. And so when you've got a really young body that doesn't have a lot of these filters, that doesn't have the ability to, um, you know, be able to slow down how quickly their system is having to deal with all of this, it starts to take its toll. And so we're seeing girls go through puberty earlier. They are having horrible periods, um, you know, from very young ages, gaining weight, really large breast size right out of the gates. And oftentimes, you know, unfortunately in, in Western medicine, the prescription is to put them on the birth control pill. So I'm having moms bring their girls into my practice younger and younger where the family doctor is recommending to go onto the pill. And the problem with that is that it will create a level of suppressive management, meaning it will lighten their, their blood flow, it will decrease the cramping, it will mitigate a lot of what is irritating them, but it is not fixing anything. Um, when you're put on the birth control pill, your bleed is not actually a period. It's called a chemical withdrawal bleed. So for the length of time that you're on the birth control pill, you actually never have your own organic period. When you go on the pill, your pituitary gland, which is in your brain, which has a direct connection to your thyroid, it gets completely shut down and ovulation stops. So for the entire length of time that is, and I was put on the pill for seven years, you know, when I, when I was younger, that whole time your body does not ovulate. And so, um, you know, I think we're doing a, a big disservice to women when they are in this state at just giving them that and saying, okay, now everything will be good. And I'm not saying, you know, you never take that to help you, but then we also have to empower them to know, okay, here's this pill to help you right now, but this is then the lifestyle that you need to start to consider in order to actually deal with the root cause. Mm, oh my goodness. There's so much I want to unpack from there. First, I want to talk about so say, say we're in this position, we have the extra estrogen, we know that we're estrogen dominant because we're having a lot of these signs and symptoms that are popping up for us, Jen. What do we do? What are the first steps? How do we take action to help get things into better balance? Well, the first thing you want to do is start to look around in your environment and see what are some of the biggest triggers. So I just talked about a couple of things there, like for instance, body care products. So if you, you know, go into your shower and into your bathroom and every product you're seeing is a, a commercial product that you would find just in your regular like pharmacy or grocery store, chances are like if you flip that over, you are going to see a lot of these ingredients I'm talking about. And there's a really great free app and site that I direct people to all the time. And it's called um, the environmentalworkinggroup.org. So it's EWG.org. And it will list all of the various products so that it helps you to do some of that detective work. And then there's an app that you can download onto your phone through EWG or the Think Dirty app. And you actually just scan this app over the barcode of that product and it will rate it for you in terms of being most offensive, least offensive, and, and which would be a healthier choice. So one of the first areas that I would do is take like an inventory of some of the products you have and ask yourself, okay, where can I change some things? And it's not about getting, you know, changing everything at once. Start by eliminating the things you actually really don't even use. You know, like what containers do you have that have dust on them? Because you might have a bubble bath one day that has never happened in three years. That is like, get rid of it. 
And then the things that you're going to go through and have to buy again, like everybody's going to have to buy more shampoo and conditioner. So the next time, purchase from a different company with better integrity and quality ingredients. The next time that you go to purchase your, you know, tampon or pad, purchase from a company that is organic because that cotton that's in those materials is bleached with chemical GMO dioxide cotton and that is off-gassing in the lining of your actual vaginal area so if you've ever had abnormal cells come back on a pap smear test you have the heavy painful periods that can be one of the reasons because it is off-gassing and that area of your body it's, it's skin it's porous so it actually just gets right into your lymph system and into your bloodstream so those are two things that you can start to do from a dietary perspective you want to look at how stable is your blood sugar? So are you getting enough fiber in? Fiber is a huge one for moving extra estrogen out of the body. So are you getting enough fiber in? Are you getting enough, you know, dark leafy greens and the sulforaphane foods like broccoli and the brassicas like cauliflower and Brussels sprouts? These, and I would recommend these to be, you know, roasted and sauteed or done in soups or stews. I mean, especially this time of year when it's a bit cooler where we are. Um, easier to digest and break down. Are you getting an ample healthy amount of fat and protein? And then in terms of your carbohydrate sources, can you start to decrease the amount of sugary based processed carbohydrates that are coming in? Um, balancing our blood sugar is critical because the higher our blood sugar is or the more unstable that it is, your fat cells in your ovaries will actually kick into gear and you will pump out more insulin, which is your fat storing hormone, but will also increase how much estrogen your fat cells themselves are producing. So yes, we produce most of our estradiol in our ovaries, but your fat cells can also be estrogen producing powerhouses as well. Um, drinking out of glass instead of plastic supporting your liver. So instead of doing, you know, a, a regular coffee in the morning, doing something like a medicinal mushroom, like I love the company Four Sigmatic, uh, doing something like Dandy Blend. These are very simple things where you're still getting to have that warm drink, that, you know, really relaxing experience in the mug, but it actually contains ingredients that are gonna slowly be supporting your nervous system, detoxing your liver, and that liver for us as women, this is where we metabolize all of our estrogen. So if the liver is sluggish, if we haven't been loving on it, that is one of the biggest areas that we have to begin to. And this tethers into then making sure your digestion is strong. So I talked about pooping. If you don't poop every day, you aren't detoxing every day. That elimination is really important. So making sure that you're having regular bowel movements, Pay attention to your body. If you suffer from bloating and gas and indigestion or reflux on a regular basis, just start to slow down maybe how many things you are doing and begin to put your energy into that bucket of, I am gonna focus on the things that are going to balance out my gut, that are gonna heal my digestion, and then I'm gonna start to work from there. Mm, oh, there's so much goodness there, Jen. You you have all of this wealth and knowledge. I just want to sidebar and just say your podcast is absolutely incredible. And we're definitely going to dive into that when we get to the end of hooking uh, everybody up with that sort of information. But oh my goodness, there's so much actionable things that people can really put put into place. So thank you for sharing all of that. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you. And you know, I think it's really important to say too that this is a process. Like I know mm -hmm. we live in this world where 
even as we're trying to buy the healthy food standing in line, you have magazines staring back at you that's saying, get this body in X amount of days, change this about your health in X amount of days. When we're talking about things going on from this hormonal perspective, you need to be patient and understand that this is a journey and that we are gonna like slowly chip away at this. We can't rush. So, you know, you could go out and buy every supplement under the sun that says it's for estrogen dominance, but if you still don't poop or you can't digest food, how in the world do you think you're absorbing any of the goodness out of that supplement? And if you're trying to detox upstream too quickly, but your back end has a massive traffic jam and you're never going poop, you are releasing the toxins out of your fat cells. Now they are not bound to anything. They're free circulating in your body and they're gonna wreak havoc. Like they're not well-behaved children where it's like, okay, everybody get down to the colon and we're just gonna sit here and wait. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a five day wait until we can all be moving out. And they're like, yeah, no problem. I'll just sit here and cause no problems. They're like, whatever. It's a, you know, a gong show. And so, um, you know, be patient. And as females, especially if you're still menstruating, give yourself at least 90 to 100 days for some of those bigger shifts to happen because that's that follicular maturation cycle in our ovaries. So it's, you know, we are so amazing as females. Our bodies are pure magic, but we have to respect the phases and the cyclical nature that we are moving through. Like our body has seasons. And so we can understand living in North America that there is a very distinct winter season, which we are coming into right now, and it serves a purpose for nature. And then there is a spring season, a summer, and a fall. We have the same levels of seasons within our body. So when you're thinking about the bigger goals you're trying to create as a woman, really look at things like, what are you gonna create over the next three, six, nine, 12 months to honor yourself? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm really just in that whole phase of healing right now as well, Jen. So that's exactly where my mind is in terms of just knowing that it's going to be a process. Um, I had some blood work done in May and then had had some updated blood work and um, things are things are pretty low across the board for pretty much all of the all of the hormones. But I know you commented on the a YouTube video and and you said something to the effect of Morena being a big influencer into maybe why I'm seeing that the blood work is showing such low um, progesterone, estrogen and uh, testosterone. So I want to shift gears into hormonal birth control now and really just talk about, okay, Morena IUD and then maybe some of the other methods that are out there. What is really going on when uh, we start taking... um, taking hormones and and messing with them through birth control? Well, um, so we'll talk about, you know, the three most common options, which are the birth control pill, the Mirena IUD, and the copper IUD. Um, And then there are things like, you know, Seasonal, and there is the Depo-Provera shot. Like, there are are different tools that um, are being provided for women. With the pill, like I said earlier, we shut down ovulation, um, and we chemically induce a bleed. Now, what's important to understand is that whether we're talking about the pill or we're talking about the Mirena IUD, both of them have synthetic hormones. So the there is no progesterone in either of them. There is progestin, which is nothing like the progesterone that your own body is producing. So when we come in with a chemical form of a hormone, 
it starts to override our body's own ability at being able to produce what we naturally have the ability to do. So this can be where some of these lower levels, these deficiencies come in. The other thing to understand is that when we are using a form of birth control that is bringing in synthetic hormones, these also start to actually waste away our own vitamins and minerals and nutrients. So most specifically is going to be your minerals. So it'll be things like your magnesium, your calcium, uh, trace minerals like selenium and zinc, those are really critical for the thyroid health. The other thing is that they will consume up your B vitamins. So when we're looking at how we support the body, you've got to be making sure that you're also rebalancing your system with some of those things that are directly targeted. When you are using a Mirena IUD, like the difference between that and a copper IUD, the copper IUD does not have any synthetic hormones in it. What it does is that copper inside the inside the, the uterine area there, up inside the cervix, it changes the chemistry and the pH balance. So it actually creates like this mucus and this thickening so that when sperm comes into that area, it actually, it, it makes it impossible for, well, not impossible because it's not 100%, but it decreases the ability um, for that sperm to be able to make its way up to meet an egg and then to actually become fertilized. Um, but there's no hormones where there's the copper IUD as where the, with the Mirena, there are hormones that are being um, released. And so the typical IUD, in most women, they're suggested that it will stay in for three to five years. They are slow releasing. So there's a certain amount of hormone that's within that IUD. And then as time goes on, it is secreting um, X amount over time. The side effects, obviously, of that is there's a lot of women whose IUDs actually start to become embedded in the uterine lining. There's difficulty, there's spotting, bleeding, um, those types of things that happen. So when I'm asked, you know, what's my best choice, the first thing that I would say to you is, or ask you rather, is do you track your menstrual cycle? Like, do you actually understand the report card your body is giving you every month? Like, do you know your own data? Do you know when you cycle? How long is your cycle? What is the flow of your days? What's your body's rhythms? So discovering what those rhythms are, when do you ovulate? Do you ovulate, right? Like if you're on the pill for a long period of time, and sometimes this even happens with using the Mirena IUD and you haven't been ovulating, you can still get a period without ovulation actually happening. It's called anovulation. So we need to be ovulating as women. We are born with a preset amount of eggs that we have in our ovaries, and we are designed when we hit that puberty state, which puberty starts in the brain, when that pituitary signal is being given to the adrenals, which then talk to the ovaries, that is when we are meant to be releasing an egg every month. And when that is shunted, um, you know, a lot of women can have a lot of side effects. And a colleague of mine, Dr. Jolene Brighton, she has a new book coming out called Beyond the Pill. And she is magnificent. This is her, her whole specialty. And she has coined a term called post-birth control pill syndrome. And it is very real. And it typically sets into a female's body within, you know, four to six months of coming off of the pill. When the body is really just like, wait a second. For the last however long, I have been instructed on what my levels were, on what my role was, on how things were going. Now you've literally like pulled the rug out from underneath me. I have no base. I have like no, I have no idea what my job is anymore. I don't know how to do this. Um, and then you have other women where they come off the pill and the next month they get their period right back. So it is very individual, but I would 
you know, I would assume that a lot of the women that are listening to this are like, yep, I had a lot of those things you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then what do we do? What, what are the other options that, um, for women who do want to use birth control and, uh, want something that's going to be optimal for their body? What do you recommend, Jen? The most optimal in terms of health for the body would definitely be to know when you're ovulating and know when to abstain. And we really have like, I mean, you'll be told that there is a five day period of time when you can get pregnant. Realistically for us as females, there's about a 24 to 48 maximum hour window, but sperm can live inside our bodies for up to five days. Um, So that would be like your safest health wise doesn't feel very secure for a lot of people who don't want to be getting pregnant. The second addition would be a barrier method. So that would be something like a condom. Um, And I recommend to people that if you definitely know that you don't want to get pregnant, then know when you're ovulating and use a condom. So try to abstain from that period of time when ovulation is happening. Um, But anytime that you're intimate, use a condom. That's going to be your best, safest choice. And then third would be using the copper IUD as opposed to the Mirena IUD. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how do we start to become in tune with our body and start to know our cycle, know if we're ovulating, know what's going on? How do we really start that process of self-awareness? Um, like I know for myself, it's been years since I've had a period, um, only had one period before getting pregnant. And um, it's really been something I've had on and off for most of my life. So how do we start to bring that self-awareness in to know what's going on if we're not necessarily bleeding? Yeah, it's a really good question. And it, and it's a very common scenario, um, more common than a lot of people realize. And that is oftentimes referred to as amenorrhea, where there's the absence of the cycle. Um, and so what I would recommend is starting to pay attention to cues and feelings outside of obviously the bleed, because if the bleed's not happening, you want to be paying attention to things like what type of vaginal fluid or discharges do you have? Um, this can indicate a lot like, you know, is it watery? Is it sticky? Is it almost like an egg white consistency? Um, you know, is it clumpy? And you can actually, you're able to, to go online. And, and this is part of this thing where sometimes people hear this and they're like, oh, gross. And it's like, you have to get past that because you are your body's keeper. Like you have to know and understand more. And so you can actually go online and you can see images of of what this should look like and what it can be indicating. The other thing is paying attention to breast tenderness, to moods, headaches, like start to map it out. So if you know you get headaches roughly around the same time every month, you know, is it happening in that one to two week period before a cycle would be or could be coming on? This could be a sign of that progesterone dip, not enough. Um, you know, are you getting low back pain? Do you notice changes in your skin? Are you breaking out more? Are you getting hair growth around that time of the month on your chin and around your nipples? Those are the types of things that you would be paying attention to is at what point in the month do you feel like the way you are functioning and showing up as yourself is changing? And I think that's a big part that we're not taught a lot about in our bodies is yes, there's the physical, But the mental, emotional side of things is so critical to understanding the full picture of where our health is at. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And with that, I know there's like another 
piece to this that you talk about uh, that I found on your website, and that's the seed cycling to kind of sync up with the with the moon. So let's just go um, back to the beginning of what exactly seed cycling is. Is this something that that um, all women should be doing? Um, what what's it all about? So seed cycling can be used in two different ways. And to answer, you know, part of that question, every woman could definitely be doing seed cycling and benefit from it. It doesn't necessarily mean that every woman has to do seed cycling. So women that are a great candidate for seed cycling are those that don't have a regular menstrual cycle or those who no longer have a cycle and are in um, menopause or postmenopause. Um, and I also use this with my amenorrhea clients to help to reestablish a rhythm. And I, there's actually a really good success rate at over a period of time being able to bring a flow back on. So how this works is in the first half of our menstrual cycle, this is when our FSH, which is our follicular state uh, stimulating hormone is at its richest. This is when estrogen should be at its richest. And this is when the body is prepping and ripening these eggs within the ovaries to work them to a state that when ovulation happens, we have these really healthy, strong eggs that are going to be released um, during ovulation. The foods that we match up to that can really help. So when we're talking about seeds, ground flax seed and raw pumpkin seeds, they help to support the production of our follicular stimulating hormone and get those ovaries and eggs nice and healthy and viable. Once we hit that midway point, of a cycle, then you would want to switch it over to foods that are more luteinizing supporting or progesterone supporting. So this would be things like sunflower seeds, sesame seeds, or evening primrose oil. And you would follow that. And typically you're doing about two tablespoons of these um, each day. So you could add them into a smoothie. You could put them with some, you know, coconut yogurt or over some oats if you were having that, however you want to get it in. And then when you start to bleed, you would start back again with the flax and the pumpkin seeds. Now, if you don't bleed, you don't, you're like, I don't have a cycle to follow. I don't know when my halfway is or my beginning or my end. You follow the lunar cycle. So we are very closely connected to what is going on with the new moon, the waxing moon, wanting moon, and the full moon. And so um, this is really, this is an amazing thing as a woman to tap into for our intuition as well. So I actually have a free cycle syncing guide on my website uh, at genpike.com. And you can go in and actually see, depending on where you're at in the moon cycle, as to where you would start to have these seeds and bring them into your body. And I recommend for people to do a solid four to six months of seed cycling before they're really going to expect to see or feel something shift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So in terms of what you, you, you have on your website, Jen, would that also outline like what's going on for the January moon cycle? Or would you just go online to Google and type in like what's going on with the moon with the, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like right, retrogrades and what planet it's in and what moon and all of that. Yeah. Like when it's a full moon and when it's a new moon, like to get that sort of information. It, so with the, the actual guide, it's going to tell you what to do. It doesn't give you like the 2019 moon cycle. You actually would literally just go in and Google moon cycles for 2019. I actually have a girlfriend of mine bought it for me and I love it. Um, it's a, she gave me an entire calendar for the whole year that is literally just about the moons. And so I know when it's all happening, but you can go on and just Google that. 
Okay, perfect. No. And most calendars, like even calendars you would just buy at, you know, even the dollar store will actually indicate when the moons are happening. Okay, perfect. Perfect. That's fantastic. And we'll be sure to put that in the show notes for everybody in case they want to uh, check that out. Now, let's talk more about some upcoming projects that you have going on. So I know you have an event that's um, or a, a course that you're doing live in, uh, I believe, Newmarket. Is yeah. that is that? Let's talk about that and what that's all about. Yeah, so this is actually really exciting. It is, I've partnered up with Nature's Emporium, which has um, four different locations in Ontario. So they're in Newmarket, they're in um, Burlington, uh, and then they have two in the Vaughan area. And I've been shopping there for 22 years. I started when I was a teen. And this, um, they came to me and said, you know, we're really interested in the simplistic project that you teach online. This is something that we feel like our customers could benefit from in person. And I'd been te- teaching workshops there for the past couple of years. But this is a six-week live version of the Simplicity Project. So every Wednesday, starting January 23rd until February 27th, we meet for a two-hour weekly class. And so each week has a different theme. And the wonderful thing about partnering up with Nature is, is that every participant gets their own personal discount shopping cart for that entire six-week course. So they will save money off all the products that we are teaching them about, but they will also go home each week with a free kind of like a starter kit. So, you know, here's the theory. We're talking about what you need to know for healing your gut, for supporting your adrenals and thyroid, for healing, you know, systemic inflammation. And now here are some of the food items and the different products that we would want you to begin to slowly incorporate. Um, And then everybody who is part of this, so we have 15 spots left. I take 60 for the program. Um, We have 15 spots left. Right now, we have an early bird rate that's happening, and everybody gets a ticket, a free ticket to my annual live event called Ignite Your Life that I run every year in June, and I bring 200 women together in this one day. Um, Nature's caters the whole day. I handpick grassroots vendors that are within our simplicity philosophy. They get to touch, taste, and smell all of the products and concepts that they have learned about in whichever course they joined me in that last year, I have guest speakers, they get swag bags. Like it's a full day of immersion where we really, all you have to do is show up and we take care of you. Mm. Education, inspiration. So, um, yeah, so this is my, that is my kickoff one that is happening January 23rd. Uh, so I'm really, really excited about it. That's amazing. That's so, so amazing. And I just absolutely love that, they're going to have an opportunity to just be in person, feel your energy, be able to really have that connection with you, Jen. I think there's going to be some really powerful shifts for the people that you work with for the program. Yeah, it's really exciting because, you know, so many of us feel like, you know, I feel it. I mean, as an entrepreneur working online, like you're on your own little island. Mm-hmm. It's yes. It's like it's just you and you're the only one. And it, it's scary to be vulnerable and open about some of the struggles or things that you're not, you know, so sure of, or when stuff changes in your body. And in these environments, it is so great because you you are looking across and making eye contact with somebody else who's just like you. And Mm -hmm. it really, and I, and I create this a lot of my online programs too, like in the hormone project, we have a very close knit community. Um, and it is, that's really what this is about is supporting one another. And, you know, ladies, to stop 
having the conversations where we're complaining about all the things, but then not doing anything about it. And instead start to have conversations when we're saying to each other, like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Do you want to feel like this anymore? No. Okay. Let's link arms and actually begin to do something about this and support each other. Not when your friend comes to you and is going through something, you're like, oh, screw the plan. Let's go get, you know, a glass of wine or go and get a, a donut. Like that's not support. That is that is pulling somebody back down. And oftentimes we do that because maybe we're the one that's not ready for the change. But the only way that we are going to start to decrease the estrogen dominance, the you know anxiety, depression, the thyroid issues, all of these things going on, is if we make it more socially acceptable to rally around one another and with one another to take part in these game-changing type of events because your health is so much closer to you than you realize. And we are not being taught this enough to how powerful our bodies are at healing. They simply need the right resources and tools, and you need the right type of cheerleaders in your corner that are going to remind you why you started. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, what about the hormone project? I think I saw that you have that launching in January as well, Jen, am I right? Yeah, so that is um, that one is strictly online. That is my uh, that's my baby. That project it is that is created for the woman who she feels like she's checking off every box that she is doing everything right and she's struggling. She has no energy. She's crashing during the day. She's reaching for stimulants. She is exhausted but can't sleep at night. She is waking up between one and four. She is feeling like she is buzzing all the time. Um, she might have issues going on with her skin, her menstrual cycle, and she's just, she's done. She feels like she's gone to every practitioner. She's had the blood work done. She's been told everything is fine, um, but internally knows it's not. And so in the hormone project, everyone gets two private consultations with me, which I actually record all of the consultations. It's video based. So we are looking at each other and connected. I record them so that you have that. I do a full review of your blood work. I do Dutch hormone paneling. So the Dutch test is the most comprehensive test for looking at the full thyroid picture. Our blood work can only look at a snapshot in time when we're doing it on that serum base, but our urine and with the Dutch test, it's looking at not just one estrogen, not just estradiol, but it looks at all three estrogens that our body has. It looks at all of our metabolic pathways it maps out what's going on with our adrenals, our cortisol response, our melatonin levels, our organic acids, and, and our neurotransmitters. Like how well is our body doing overall? And um, what I do when their results come in is I actually pull up on the video their results and I walk them through and break down every single thing that their body is trying to communicate. And then we really map it up next to, okay, so you know how you've been feeling like this or this has been going on? This is most likely why right here. And it gives them a level of empowerment where they're like, this isn't in my head. This is legitimately happening in my chemistry. This is not in my head. And um, and then they learn over 10 weeks, 10 classes we have together, we break it down. So like one class will be strictly about your thyroid, going through what to ask in your blood work, the reference ranges that we are looking at how to navigate the conversation with your practitioner so they get sample scripts on how to approach these conversations. Um, And then one whole class is on their adrenals, one whole class is on insulin resistance, one whole class is on estrogen, one whole class is on the androgenic hormones. So it's very distilled and broken down so that 
they come through, it's a, a full three months we end up being together, even though it's 10 classes, they come through the end of this season feeling more empowered in their body than, than really they ever have before. Because we're not taught this as women. We should be taught this when we are like my daughter's age at 12 is when we should be taught and empowered about the ability our body has. But unfortunately, we are taught the bare minimum and then we are given various tools of suppression. And it's not until we either go to try to start a family or we are in our 30s and 40s when things start to kind of fall apart. And now we have to try to go all the way back in time and figure out where is the root of this? Where did this begin? That's I created the hormone project um, because I want to change the conversation. Mm, so amazing. How many years have you been doing it? So this is the eighth round that I'm going into it. Um, so I would say this is probably the third year for the hormone project. Okay. So a couple times a year that you run the program. I, run it, I take 25 women three times a year. Amazing. Amazing. And what would that look like January? And then when would the, the other two be? Uh, so typically the hormone project launches January. I don't run another one until the summer. And then I run one in the fall because I do hormone project. Um, and then leading into the yoga show every year, I run a live online version of the simplicity project and then the hormone project. And yeah, cause it's three months, right? So it's, mm-hmm. there's only so much time in a year. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what kind of women have you seen come into the hormone project? Are you, are you getting the young people? Are you getting the older people? Is it kind of wide across the board? Who, who does it, who tends to be attracted to it? It's honestly wide across the board. This last group I had, I actually had 30 of them in this last group. My youngest was 22 okay, and my oldest was 63. Amazing. The, the beautiful thing is, is that every single class, each one of them is learning what they need to learn based on where their body is at. It's the, the private sessions is what helps to steer um, the information. And then there's three different protocols they move through. So the first protocol is a liver healing and cleansing protocol. And it's very gentle, but if that liver is stagnant, and like I said, the bowels aren't moving, we don't want to start to ruffle any feathers upstream. So we start with that liver and gut connection. Then we move into a a big six week chunk of full adrenal um, awareness and helping to reestablish that connection. And then we tie the whole program up with establishing what do we need to really continue to heal on this gut level? Where's our thyroid at? And it's it's really just kind of wrapping it all together. So they get meal plans, they have um, supplement protocols that are, there's base supplements like foundationals but then the individuals are based on the actual individual and then there's a full 70-day movement calendar um, that is created and it's all video based and hyperlinked that they can do in their home um yeah it's like they honestly like they are just there that whole period of time is completely curated and laid out for them amazing 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 and where can people find out more information if they go to genpike.com, um, they actually, if they just do genpike.com forward slash the hormone project, they can go right in there. Amazing. That's fantastic, Jen. Now, where's your business headed? What do you envision? Well, these two programs will stay with me for a very long time. Um, my ultimate goal and one of the reasons I wanted to start the podcast is I want the, I would like the common conversation between women to be about how they can up-level their health in a more natural, holistic way. And that we deserve better than fine. 
we were not born to feel fine and to live fine and at that line. We deserve more than that. And I want this to be something that starts to create a ripple in our daughters' lives and that young girls don't have to get to the state where so many of the women that I'm working with are at. And I want to make it so that, you know, being a podcast, it's reaching so many people in so many different areas and to know that it is okay to be somebody that is going to stand up for themselves and their health. So these platforms for me are, are everything. I have my third book that is coming out um, in the spring this year, which is my second cookbook called The Simplicity Body. And, um, and then my fourth book, which will be The Hormone Project, and that will be out in two, 2020. Amazing. Amazing. I love the why behind what it is that you're doing. And I just think it's absolutely incredible how much of a go-getter you are, Jen. You're just, you're crushing it. (laughs) Thank you. Well, so are you. But you know, it's one of these things too, where I say to people, you know, I, I'm crushing it in that area, but don't be fooled by Instagram and that I take a lot of downtime. Um, and you know, when you see the days where things are going well in business, what that means is there are seven piles of laundry in my house and there are dishes that are in the sink. And because we can't do everything, not everything can get done. And I have learned this. This is my own simplicity project over the last 20 years and especially 12 years as a mom and an entrepreneur that I am one person. Not only can I not do everything, it's not my responsibility thing. And I've learned that by crashing and burning and hitting what has a couple of times felt like rock bottom and picking myself back up and heading straight to people who were doing what I wanted to do and saying, you got to teach me and show me and tell me like there has to be a different way. I, I, I need to be able to live my passion and be a mom and a wife without being so exhausted. What do I need to do? And then start to put those things into place. And I've learned how to delegate. I say no so much now. And I had to get really okay with disappointing people that I couldn't be there for everyone. I couldn't get back to the emails, you know, on a daily basis. I I couldn't be at every event or answer every question. I I had to get to a place where I gave myself permission to know that it was okay to choose my family or choose myself over those things. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. And that disappointment piece is so powerful. I think that like, there's so many times we get ourselves caught up in this place of like, oh, what what are they going to say? Or how are they going to react? Or what are they going to do? But at the end of the day, like, we create our life. And if you're just living your life to make everybody else happy, at the end of the day, what kind of life are you really creating? You're not fulfilled. You're not happy. You're just essentially going through the motions and then crashing every night without really being able to know what even happened in the day because it's all all a blur. Now, in terms of those tough conversations about creating boundaries and those tough conversations about disappointing people, how do you go about those, Jen? Um, well, it was hard in the beginning, I'll be honest, because that was my thing. What are they going to think of me? Are they still, you know, going to like me? Will they still, you know, come around? And I just had to, I had to just say, like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm sorry. Like, I, I can't. It's not okay that my husband and my kids are getting the leftover crappy parts of me, but my, my customers or my clients or my students or perfect strangers I don't even know are getting the best parts of me. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. And, 
I also had to have a, a real talk with myself where I had to stop saying yes to everything. Like I was juggling so many balls in the air because I was afraid if I didn't say yes, that opportunity would never come back to me. Mm -hmm. And so I had to say no. I had to let some things pass by. And as the first time I did it, I wanted to like throw up. I was like, oh my gosh, what have I done? But then life went on and I actually felt good. And I had another great opportunity come up. And, you know, some of those I said no to, and I just, it's like a muscle, right? It's like in the beginning, you're so fatigued and you're like, oh my gosh, like I can't walk. I can never do that again. But then you go back, you do it again, you get stronger. It's like that hypertrophy, right? It's that growth that happens. And that's what I started to learn was, okay, this is just a muscle. I have to get stronger. I have to create these boundaries. And I had to delegate. I had to ask for help. I had to hire a team before I could afford to. Um, you know, I just, and I had to trust. I had to really get connected to myself and trust that I was making the right choices and also let myself off the hook. At the end of the day, if I made the wrong choice, I was like, well, what's the worst case scenario? Like, you know, I can, I can shift gears. I can change this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, yeah, I feel like that was, has been a big theme for me for most of the year of just accepting that, uh, yeah, that things aren't going to get done around the house, especially with like contest prep and stuff. Like I just accepted it. I was, I was like, there's absolutely no way that this is going to happen. And I just started like, like asking, um, my husband's dad, like, Oh, can my son go to your place for a couple of days and just allowing people in and allowing people into my life to help out with the different components, um, when I was really struggling. And I think it's, it's so tough, not only as mom, but just as women, we just, we feel as though we have to do it all, be it all, like be the superhero, like just do everything. And, and it's just, it's not possible. It's not possible to be absolutely amazing at everything all at once. No. And you know what? Like, just think of the, I mean, my gosh, like the beautiful lesson to show your son of, you know, I've set a goal. I'm going to put my head down for a period of time and I'm going to commit to this. And I'm, I'm going to create this and make this happen. Um, you know, like that is amazing. And even asking for help and showing other women in spite of what they might think initially, you're actually paving the way and creating permission for other women to see what you're doing and recognize that that is okay. And you know what, if it's okay for you, that's okay for them too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, well, that was a beautiful conversation, Jen. I'm so, so happy that we were able to connect tonight and squeeze this in uh, before Christmas. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for asking me to be on. I, I really do appreciate it. And it's been amazing to have this chat and have the conversation to engage with your community. Thanks. Thanks so much, Jen. So we will wrap things up just by um, the one final question, which we end every podcast with. And that is, how would you like to be remembered, Jen? Oh, as a woman who changed the conversation for other women, mm -hmm. I just I, I, I want to be remembered as um, that. I just I cared. I cared deeply about each and every woman and what I feel she deserves and, and to be known as somebody who wasn't afraid to change the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're, you're so well on your way towards that. It's amazing the impact that you're having. And I'm certain that your legacy is going to be pretty incredible. Oh, thank you. You're welcome.
Well, have yourself a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, I'm sure we'll cross paths uh, in some way, shape or form in the future. Absolutely. Enjoy your time with your family. Yeah, you too. All right, my loves, farewell to 2018, bring on 2019. I've been absolutely loving all of the response I've been getting from last week's episode about how to review your year. It sounds like many of you are going to be putting this into practice and really using it as a tool to look back on the year and set your next year up for success. So if you are, be sure to let me know. Either send me a DM on Instagram or even feel free to share it in your Instagram stories so that other people can take part and use it as a tool for themselves as well. Other than that, have an amazing new year, guys. I will catch you on the flip side of 2018. Bye for now. Guys, I'm on a really big mission here and I want to transform 1 million lives, but I need your help. I can't do it alone. I want you to take this episode, share it with just one person. Maybe it's a friend or a family member or maybe a coworker, just one person who could really benefit from the information in this week's episode or perhaps a previous episode. That is how we create impact. That is how we get this movement going. That's how we take people from feeling tired and just not having a fulfilled life and we put them into fulfilling their full potential. So I challenge you guys to share this with just one person. It would mean the world to me. And as always, head on over to iTunes, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. They come out every single Thursday. That is my commitment to all of you guys so that you guys can continually grow, expand, and fulfill your full potential. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time. Lots of love. Ange.